0: empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Welcome back to our wonderful listeners. So in the podcast today, we're going to be talking about what to expect if you're giving birth during the COVID-19 pandemic. And my guest today to share her wisdom and knowledge (laughs) is Angela Jackson. Welcome back to our show.
1: Thank you for having me back again.
0: Well, you know, uh, this is unprecedented times and, you know, I have clients that I'm supporting who are pregnant as you support clients who are pregnant and, you know, they're, they're scared, right? Mm -hmm. They are scared about what does this all mean? Like, how is it going to work in the hospital? Like, how am I going to stay safe? Like, what can I do? Or maybe there's clients right now. I have clients who are kind of like halfway there and they're like, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I was going to hire a doula, but now I don't know that I can do that. And so what do I do? So we need to, we need to, we need to give these people information um, as best as we have them. And yeah, things are, uh, you know, changing moment for moment. So Uh, this is where things are at kind of currently as we know it.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: So in case people didn't listen to your previous episode about prenatal yoga (laughs) and doula, I encourage them to return back and listen to that episode. But give us a little quick intro to who you are.
1: Sure. Um, So I'm a prenatal and postnatal yoga teacher and fitness instructor, and I'm a birth and postpartum doula. So just to describe a little bit about what a doula is, if you're unaware, we are non-medical birth professionals. So we do not perform medical tasks. We support birthing people and their partners leading up to their birth. So giving them informational support, evidence-based information, um, helping them work through their birth preferences and discussing any fears or concerns that they have and normally during labor we provide hands-on support so we can suggest comfort measures um, help couples decide on what are the best options for them when it comes to interventions and then afterwards lots of educational support with regards to infant care infant feeding sleep um, giving them confidence to become parents and to follow their instincts and all sorts of things so um, right now, even though we're non-medical support, obviously we are educated on the medical side of things. Um, so at the moment, we're not at the, on the front line, like many nurses and doctors are, but we're trying to stay on top of the ever-changing landscape, like you mentioned, so that we can provide that information to the people that we support.
0: Thank you very much for for that wonderful quick synopsis. Um, okay. Let's start with, okay, so let's start with uh, the individuals who are going to be giving birth imminently. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, people who are maybe four, you know, uh, literally one day to four Mm -hmm. weeks out from giving birth, let's just say, um, you know, what kinds of questions should they be asking their medical providers right now? So OBs, midwives, whoever's like actually going to be you know, assisting with the birth? Like what what do people need to ask them about right now?
1: So first off, I would say uh, to inquire about their new visit schedule. So normally we have prescribed number of visits at certain weeks where we see our healthcare provider, Um, Before, we would show up on that day, we would sit in a waiting room, we would see them and go over the items that need to be looked at or discussed, like blood pressure and weight and um, fundal height and things like that. Now those schedules are changing a little bit. So we're trying to keep healthy people and and people that are at higher risk away from each other, right? We're trying to self-isolate, self-distance. So those schedules are changing a little bit. And what we're seeing is that some healthcare providers are offering sort of screening calls instead of getting people to come in. So assuming you are low risk, um, they might just call you and say, how is everything going? We don't need to see you right now. Do you have any questions? Goodbye. So that's one thing that could change. Um, They don't want you bringing any children or any additional family members into the office should you require an office appointment. So they're trying to minimize the number of people that are in the office at one time. Um, If tests are not necessarily required right now, they may actually not suggest that you get them. So it's really important to ask your healthcare provider, you know, what kind of a schedule are we on for visits? Um, Then I would then ask them, you know, how are things changing in a hospital setting or in a home birth setting, depending on what your choices are. And if you have midwives and you're low risk, that might be a question that you want to ask. Am I a candidate for a home birth? If that's the space that you feel the safest in. So as doulas, we always ask our clients, you know, where do you think you would feel the safest giving birth? And for many people, that answer has changed. Well, so, the hospital
0: would have been, in most people's mind, the safest. But now, that's where all the sick people are going, right? And so right. That's, that's a reality.
1: Yes. So you want to know how your healthcare provider is providing support prior to birth and how are they providing support in birth. So we know our healthcare system is extremely taxed at the moment. So this birth is not necessarily at the forefront, but it's the reality of many people. So the reality is you're going to be entering the hospital and you and your partner are going to be screened. Policies have changed. You are only allowed one support person and if that support person is ill or showing a fever or a cough or any of the other, these symptoms, they may be asked not to stay. So it's potential that you would be then birthing alone. Um, nurses and doctors may not be able to spend the same amount of time with you during your labor that they were able to before. So these are important things to be aware of, important conversations to have with your healthcare provider, Um, and it's kind of just the reality of what we're dealing with right So I would imagine that, because
0: I'm just thinking in my head, problem solving kind of, you know, maybe having a conversation with your spouse and maybe another family member or somebody really close that in the event that you know, the partner is sick and can't be present, maybe there might be somebody close, like maybe, you know, two people are driving, one stays in the car, and if they get the call, Mm -hmm. you're substituting one person out so that you're not birthing alone? Like, is that even... Right. I mean, I don't know if that's a possibility. You should probably talk to your healthcare provider. But that might be...
1: you, You might need a backup plan. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely need a backup plan. And if you do you have a doula Um, and your doula is available and as well, they could become your support person. So you definitely need to think of the backup plan. And I'm sure you're going to kind of ask me this as well, but there are measures and steps to take. If you are within four weeks of giving birth, then you need to prepare yourself, but your family also needs to prepare yourself. And self-isolating is a really Important part of that because if you're coming and going, or you're working in the public, or you're a healthcare worker yourself, you're putting each other more at risk. And then, come birth time, you might not be able to actually attend. So, taking measures following healthcare protocols in regards to um, washing hands obviously, we know all those, not touching your face, taking off your clothing when you enter your home after you've been out um, all those measures are going to be extra important and really minimizing people that are coming in and out of your home and the people that you're interacting with on a daily basis.
0: Right. So you're saying like thinking about that four weeks out from the delivery date. Yeah. Or longer. Right. And of course, you know, what you're going to do after the birth. Right. And I mean, Mm -hmm. most, you know, from personal experience, having guests and friends over like day two postpartum, not recommended. Right. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff going on, but you know, maybe being aware that you may want to also be self isolating two weeks after giving birth, just again because yeah. of the risks,
1: or longer. I mean, if you have family members that have been traveling, you don't want them coming over to see your baby. And I should have said too, in the hospital, um, partners are not allowed to come and go. So once they're there, they're there. Um, they're not allowing visitors obviously to come in where we once were able to do that. Um, so you really have to understand this in order to create your birth plan because it is still important to have a birth plan. Obviously certain things are now out of our control, but if we don't prepare that, then we're sort of setting ourselves up for uncertainty, fear, possibly birth trauma, because things are happening and we, and we don't understand them. So we have to really be educating ourselves and understanding what your options are and what your limitations are.
0: Yeah. Um, so you have obviously touched upon some, some things that may be, um, you know, different in the hospital setting. For example, you may not be given as much attention um, from both nursing staff and the doctor might be, you know, in and in and out. Um, mm-hmm. Would that be different if it's a midwife? I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah, to some degree. I mean, okay. it. every situation is unique. You're definitely going to see more people wearing masks and gowns and gloves and things like that, minimizing the number of people that are coming in and out. Um, the benefit of a midwife, like I said, is if you are low risk, you can potentially, should you wish, choose to give birth at home. The difference in policies at or at home are that you can have a support person, your partner, plus an additional support person.
0: I was literally just going to ask, can you have your doula at home if you're having a home birth?
1: As it stands now, from what I'm hearing, Yes. Um, my clients who have a home birth planned, they're asking their midwives and that's what they're saying that could change. So recently we saw Quebec, um, ban home births for a period of time. So midwives were not performing home births and they reversed that recently. So we're just going day to day, week to week, you know, staying on top of this information and, um, making sure that people have this information because they need to be informed and they need to make plans. Is there anywhere online that this stuff is accessible, or is this more like you just
0: gotta reach out to the people that are gonna be right like I,
1: Yes, to a certain degree, things are being updated online. Um, the midwives websites all seem to be updated quite frequently. hospital websites somewhat um, social media is great, so follow the hospital, follow the midwives that are supporting you and they will usually post it there even. Um, and then if you're not sure, just give them a call. Right. Yep. For sure.
0: Um, what kind of information, um, right. So typically people would do like a prenatal education class with a group of people Mm -hmm. um, and that obviously we're not going to be doing education classes with a group of people, certainly not in person. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like what kind of stuff should people be looking at or at least educating themselves about um, as it relates to labor and delivery right now? Yeah.
1: So I would say even more so than ever, knowing the stages of labor, understanding your options with regards to intervention and comfort measures are key because when a birthing person is sort of left on their own, they have to kind of navigate this stuff or with their partner, navigate it a little bit more. So if your partner hasn't really been doing much education or reading or looking at videos or attending classes, they may need to do a little bit more, especially because they will be your only support person. So I would say more now than ever, people really need to understand um, how the birth process is going to look. Um, ways, and I think this is really key, to birth at home for as long as you can. So generally, the hospital doesn't want to see you until you're in active labor and you've been in active active labor for a while. So that means managing the first stage, the early stage of labor and the beginning of active labor on your own at home or at home with your doula or your support person or your partner. So that's really important because that minimizes the amount of time that you're spending in the hospital. And, um, will allow your, you know, studies have shown that the longer you birth at home and the later that you go to the hospital, likely the shorter your labor will be. Um, and then it also minimizes the need to bring in other interventions, um, to give you Pitocin to expedite your labor or potentially an epidural. And without those interventions, you can potentially leave the hospital even earlier and get you back home. So, Knowing what those options are, knowing how to labor on your own are super key. And if you haven't attended a prenatal class or you feel like you need more support, there are many people in the community that are doing online prenatal classes. Um, I have some virtual meetings set up where we do um, video calls and uh, we go over all of these questions and concerns. And then I offer them some education, some extra resources that they can do on their own. So a lot of people... Are feeling really anxious and stressed, and they have tons of questions, and they're spending less time with their healthcare provider. So they're reaching out to doulas and to other healthcare professionals to um, empower them with information. So I really think that now more than ever, that is the key piece. Um, and I, I've had clients, even when I'm at their birth, say, "You really helped me prepare for this." So it's that preparation. That is so, so important. And even just to give you that confidence that yes, you can do this and you're going to get through it and it's going to be okay.
0: Yeah. um, That's a key important piece there that you said, you know, not having medical intervention or minimizing the amount of medical intervention um, may get you out of the hospital faster um, mm-hmm. but a lot of people just, they're concerned about, you know, well, what happened? Like, how am I going to get through this without an epidural? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where, you know, that education, learning comfort measures, learning about what pain is, um, mm-hmm. learning that not every labor is painful. It's intense people. It is intense. Right. There are intense feelings and sensations, but there are strategies and, mm-hmm. you know, are there are ways that you can do it. I mean, I birthed, I, I, I birthed it without an epidural, so I know it's possible. It's just, mm-hmm. it's intense. But yeah. I, I did hypnobirthing classes. I researched, I mean, being pelvic floor, I knew how to relax mm-hmm. my pelvic floor. I knew how to in, you know, input relaxation, breathing mm-hmm. techniques. I listened to my body. I just literally, I was like, right now I feel like squatting, so I'm going to squat. Right. right now I feel like bending forward and like leaning on my partner.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: The, you know, I think that the nice piece that doulas add is like building that. And I hope that I certainly instill this in my clients too, is like your body knows how to do this. Like just mm-hmm. follow with it, go with where it feels most comfortable um, to you. And then of course, if we can get your partners involved with like a prenatal education class, then mm-hmm. they can also Assist with that comfort measure.
1: Yeah, and also gives them peace of mind because if your partner's by your side and they're unsure and they're fe- fearful, that's going to rub off on you. So you need people who are really supportive and comfortable and can give you that confidence. And I also want to add that there's always exceptions to everything. There's people out there that they're they're high risk and they may need those interventions for for their Absolutely. benefits. So by If you are a low-risk person, you're able to get in, get the care that you need, have your baby and get home. That frees up resources to manage the high-risk people. Um, So that's an added piece. I don't want anyone to feel scared. I mean, I've heard so many great birth stories recently where people um, felt like they were supported really well. And the extra measures that were happening in the hospital actually put them at ease rather than, you know, scaring them the way we, we see on the news and things like that.
0: I have to say that, you know, the people that I've been following on Instagram, like different midwives and uh, different birth support persons, like I've been seeing a lot of positive stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would highly suggest that if you are feeling a little anxious and worried, seek out the positive births, right? Like Mm -hmm. do your best to not get too caught up in sort of the negatives, um, Everybody's birth is going to be different and that doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily mean one way or the other, but you know Keeping the stress levels down certainly is a um, Is a good thing Absolutely Um other key considerations might be like comfort measures that are going to be allowed in hospital, right?
1: right so I've heard mixed things about utilizing the tubs. I mean, in hospitals, you don't use the tubs for birth, but during labor. Um, Normally, they have birth balls that you can use. That's usually a shared item that they clean, obviously, between um, patients. I'm not sure that those are always being used now. Um, So you're definitely going to be a little bit more limited Um, so again, that's just the key part is labor at home as long as you can in the comfort of your own home, in your space with your own shower, your own bath, your own birth ball, um, before you, you make your way to the hospital.
0: Absolutely. Um, I was going to ask a question and my, oh, okay. It came back to me. I was going to (laughs) say, what are some signs that people should be looking for that would be say hey i'm like definitely in active labor like i should head to the hospital or at least i should i don't know call somebody like what what are for we sure. look, what are we looking for
1: yeah so generally the term is the 411 so contractions that are lasting a minute long uh that are 4 minutes apart and this continues for 1 hour so at that point your contractions are going to be requiring all of your attention so you're not able to talk through them. You, um, you have to stop. Um, they kind of take your breath away. Or perhaps you're feeling pressure. Pressure in your pelvic floor, pressure in your rectum. Like it feels like you have to go to the bathroom. So those are signs that maybe you want to contact the hospital if that's where you're going. And they'll usually ask you a few questions as well. Um, or page your midwife, they'll call you back, and they'll ask you a few questions as well. They usually want to hear you speak through a contraction, and that will help them determine if you should come in or not. Um, And if you have a doula that's supporting you, um, you can contact them, and they can guide you as well and just let them know how you're feeling, how long is this thing going on, has your water broken, all kinds of questions like that.
0: Can the doula meet the person at home to do the first stage of the active labor at home before they go off?
1: Yes. So right now our doula association in Ontario has contacted our insurance provider and they've said that we are still covered in people's homes. So it's a conversation that needs to happen between the doula and the client to make sure that they both feel safe in that environment. So talking about, um, you know, protection. And I mean, even you can physically distance yourself from your client in their home and give them support that way. Um, but everybody needs to be comfortable with that situation.
0: Perfect. Okay. I just wanted to know, also let Mm -hmm. people know, like if they have doulas, you know, how can they continue to support, um, and what, what that whole like scenario looks like.
1: Yeah, so that's a real interesting piece because that is also evolving um, by the day. Uh, so because we are no longer permitted in hospital with partners, uh, many of us have had to really evolve on what our support looks like. So we're offering, many of us are offering virtual services. So that could mean video chatting to help you prepare, but it could also mean being accessible via video chat, via cell phone, text and calls during the labor process to say, oh, hey, don't forget about this comfort measure or have you tried this and partner, don't forget to keep her hydrated and to recommend she use the washroom often. So that is you know, how we are supporting clients in many cases right now. And it's still wonderful and it's still super helpful because we know the client, the client knows us, we know what their birth preferences are and we're there at any moment whenever they need us to help them make decisions and make choices. And the
0: wonderful part Depending on what platform you're using, a lot of those virtual platforms work on cell phones. So you could just right. stick a cell phone in the in the corner. Your is on there; they can yeah. hear you, and you're basically observing their laboring, right? right. And, and so I think that's, I think, um, I think that's so amazing that we are seeing the evolution of how we can best support people um, virtually. You know, it, it's giving people an option. Mm -hmm. Um, because if somebody from like Barry really likes you and really wants Mm -hmm. to work with you, now we have that option. Um, you know, going forward, we're seeing the possibilities as the providers, you know, like I'm doing pelvic floor assessments online. Mm -hmm. right? Right. And, um, I'm doing treatment online. Um, and yeah, I'm still supporting, I'm still doing my labor and delivery support from the physiotherapy side online mm-hmm. as well. And, and right. you know, people are, you know, I think it's a new idea to people. So they're sure. maybe like, oh, I'm not sure how this is going to work or mm-hmm. can they really do something? And uh, the answer is yes, mm-hmm. they can do a lot. Um, Absolutely. It just requires a little bit more creativity and it's just a slightly different mindset shift. But, mm-hmm. you know, I can totally picture you there in the corner, like, You know talking through zoom going okay do this do this this yeah It just shifts from me doing it to you to me instructing you how to do it for yourself
1: Right, and I mean I I've done so much of that with partners anyways, right? Like I'm not always the one doing everything I'm coaching the partner So and it, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm on video chat from the time you get there to the time the baby's born Maybe it's just you're texting me and asking me questions or calling Um, and you know, it's, it's totally open and it's evolving and it's in an individual support as well. So whatever your preference is, and in that moment, whatever is working.
0: Absolutely. Um, anything else that, um, you think is important for birthing individuals in this uncertain time? Have I missed any questions? I don't know.
1: Well, I would say self-care is super important right now. So that looks different for everybody, but making sure that you're minimizing your stress levels. For some people, that's not watching the news. For some people, that is watching the news. Um, Educating yourself, absolutely, but taking time to eat well to do some exercise, to sleep, maybe do some yoga in your home. I mean, I'm providing um, Instagram live classes. There's tons of teachers out there offering classes online you can do in the comfort of your own home. Um, Maybe meditating, if that works for you. Connecting with your partner is super key and connecting virtually with friends. So if you are self-isolating and you should be, um, maybe you feel like you want that face-to-face time. So doing some face chats, talking to someone every single day, um, and then reaching out to those resources like yourself in the community that are doing things online. So there's, you know, you could have a whole pregnancy slash birth team virtually. You could have your pelvic floor physio. You can have your naturopath who are doing visits, your chiropractor, your doula, and your healthcare provider all working for you and you're not leaving your house. So it's, yeah, there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of uncertainty, but there's also a lot of support around you and a lot of availability to that. And, and it's quite easy and readily available. So um, I would say that if you are curious also about how a doula can support you, uh, reach out to one and just have a chat with them on the phone and just say, here are my concerns. Here are my questions. Here are my needs can you support me right now? And what does that look like? Because um, many of us are just changing how our support looks. And I've said as well that if you are financially affected by the COVID-19 pandemic, if you've lost your job or your partner, that let's just have a chat. I mean, my rates are set, but they're flexible. And I wanna try and support as many people as I can. I don't wanna see anyone going into labor scared and afraid and experiencing trauma. So, um, really know that there are, are tons of professionals readily available to support you. Um, and then just be kind to yourself, right? Like if the dishes aren't done or there's things in your home, just let, let it go. If you are eating comfort foods right now, that's okay. Um, but self care, physical and mental health should be your top priority.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, just to piggyback off of um, letting people know, like, uh, from from my side, the pelvic floor physio side, I mean, there's so many things I can go over on, you know, relaxing pelvic floor, perineal, you know, uh, stress. Sp- you know, perineal care, stretching, massage, like all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. I can coach you through virtually. And um, we just got some great news that our insurance carriers are going to cover virtual physio. Most of them, most Mm -hmm. of the big insurance carriers, um, you know, we're, we're still set up to do direct billing. Um, But again, if you're stuck financially in some kind of situation, like reach out to me as well. I'd be, you know, Mm -hmm. we're really here trying to support the best way, um, the best way that we can. Um, so reach out and ask the questions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, and of course you've been posting some great free stuff, you know, on Instagram. So like, these are the resources, right? Follow the people mm-hmm. on it. Follow the people on Instagram, follow the people if they have a Facebook page for their, um, for their business, because that's where we're posting, resources free videos free education you know at least at minimum those are going to be the good places where where most of us are being active mm-hmm. yep for sure okay most important question um if people do want to reach out to you and they do want to contact you or they just want to follow you and do your online yoga stuff like mm-hmm.
1: you know where where can people connect with you Uh, Instagram is where I post pretty much everything. A lot of that goes onto my Facebook page. So if you're not on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook as well. Um, and then I'm, I'm answering messages like within half an hour, (laughs) basically, because I'm not leaving my house. (laughs) Um, so, and I tell people, you know, if you want to get on the phone and chat with me, I'll provide my cell number. Text is great as well. So that's probably the best place right now um and okay so what's your what's your instagram handle so it's yogini doula
0: okay can you spell it
1: yeah <laughs> y-o-g-i-n-i-d-o-u-l-a
0: awesome and i mean i'm gonna post it in the uh show notes but in case somebody's like wait wait i want to jot that down um yeah for sure they they have that there but of course i will post that uh link in the show notes so that um it's easily accessible Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for taking time to, to come out. I know that you were doing a, a live about this, but I also wanted to make sure that we get it out to more people. So I was, you know, let's, absolutely let's podcast this. Um, yes. So thank you for taking the time to update us on that information because I, I, you know, I don't know what's happening quite frankly, in the hospital frontline part. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think this is information that's going to be helpful to my clients or anybody who's, you know, uh, pregnant and Mm
1: -hmm. uh, is thinking about this, right? For sure. For sure. It's my pleasure. I think the most information we can get out there and the more people we can reach, the better.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm going to say thank you for now. And I'm going to say thank you to our listeners who tune in and support the podcast. Um, Be sure to subscribe. So you get all the latest and greatest episodes and please share this episode with anybody, you know, who is pregnant because um, whether they're saying it out loud or not, they're probably Mm -hmm. thinking about things. um, And this may be some useful information, at least at worst, case they will have better questions to ask their healthcare providers about you know what to expect so please um share that out with them and we'll say bye for now thank you for listening to living a better life podcast make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes we would also love to hear your comments suggestions and reviews thanks again until the next episode bye for now